This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. On match day seven of Euro 2024 qualifying, France, Belgium, and Portugal all booked their place at next year's finals. Host Germany flexed their muscles with a prestige friendly success, while Argentina were left as the only nation with a 100% winning record in South American World Cup qualifying. Meantime, the Because We Win crew were doing what they do best with five winning picks from five, six winning six from six, because we had an extra from Steve. That was across the global card. Welcome along to Betting Weekly Extra Time International Edition. You're with myself, Dan Rowe, plus senior handicapper Steve Wiss, who's back with us, and Italian football journalist and broadcaster, Daniele Fissi-Keller. Steve, uh, hats off. It was um, uh, three from three, four from four from you and uh, and two from two from James, one void. Well done. I always think it's difficult these these weeks, but you've nailed it again. Thank you, Dan. Um, Welcome uh, to you, Dan, and welcome to Daniele. It was a very good show that we did, me and James. I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of winners um, on the from the whole app because we win team. I know Sean Calvert had a 33 to 1 winner in the tennis. John Wright and Ed have been smashing the Cricket World Cup. So this is this is a time for winners, Dan. But yeah, I was really pleased with that. I actually had a bit of luck, I thought, in the Bolivia game. The tough place to bet. I uh, probably deserved to lose that one. Um, but we got a late winner. And um, the big story, of course, was a 16 year old Kendry Pius scoring uh, for, um, for Ecuador. He looks a fantastic talent down there. But, um, yeah, I'm enjoying the international shows. The last couple now um, have been really great profit. Yeah, and we should point out that the last time that Daniele was on the international show, Daniele, you you went three from three uh, as well. I mean, I don't know if it's getting any easier, Daniele, for for betters here. Obviously, we're some way down qualifying, but we've only just started World Cup qualifying. I mean, some way down European qualifying. Um, we're a bit more into the season. I didn't see too many upsets over the course of the weekend. Turkey beat Croatia plus 450. Uh, Lithuania against Bulgaria. I mean, Lithuania won at a massive price, but I, I'm not quite sure where I stand with both of those nations. Do you find, Daniel, when once you've got, a, you know, the sort of September autumn qualifiers to look back on, you've got a little bit more ammunition from a betting point of view? I think, yeah, it gets easier. I think European qualifiers in general are easy for the heavyweights who, I mean, seriously, it's very simple to qualify in a tournament when there are 24 participants out of a continent. Is the World Cup qualifiers that are a little bit more tricky, at least for the European sides. But yes, if everyone stacks to the guns, but I know compared to club footballs, I think in European international football, there are less variables. Unless the teams are not a full strength, really, you can't look at fixture congestions. You cannot look at, you know, previous result the week before, turnover, stuff like that. Everyone puts out the best 11s. And normally, quality then uh, talks for itself across a mini tournament such as the qualifiers. So I think, yes, coming towards October, November, normally, it gets easier. But this one, though, could be tricky because some teams have already booked their place for Germany. Yeah, this is where we start putting caveats on it. Steve, has it become a little bit easier, do you think? 
In, in theory, yes. Um, but I think you take rough with the smooth. I mean, I, for example, was stuck. Um, I was on Portugal minus 1.75 against, I can't remember who it was. Uh, they had an expected goals of seven and they only won 3-2. So, you, you know what I mean? You're going to get some bad beats sometimes. But I think in this phase, it's easier than the September one. But um, and also, you've got to work out the mentality of teams. Some teams have got nothing to play for. They just want to jack it in and they want to get out of there. Uh, Cyprus, for example, they're an absolute terrible team at the moment. They just want to get out of this qualifying campaign and on to the next one. So um, the good thing about it, there's so much variation across the world now. Whatever your skill set, you can use your individual nation knowledge or you know you can just bet on games with the minnows, which I quite like doing. So um, loads of variation out there, but... Um, there's great potential, like Danielle said. We are going to look at Tuesday games uh, specifically for this show. Uh, so we've got some European qualifiers for 2024 and we've got a couple of World Cup qualifiers from South America as well. We've got picks and we've got a lean from Danielle as well. We're going to start with probably the biggest game in terms of handle worldwide because it is a competitive game. It's England against Italy. This is Tuesday, 2.45 Eastern. England are the favourites, minus 150. Italy plus 480. Draw plus 275. This is Group C. I'm pretty sure if England win, they will qualify. Italy have already assured a playoff spot through their Nations League uh, position, but they uh, haven't yet made sure, obviously, of getting a top two finish in the group. I mean, from an Italian point of view, Daniele, uh, is, is the nation fairly hopeful, fairly confident of getting a top two spot in the group? How, how do you see it from a qualification point of view? Look, I think it all come down to the last game, the 20th of November in Leverkusen, when Italy will play Ukraine. That is the game. Whether Italy goes there with a plus three points or with the same points as Ukraine, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. If they get beaten by Ukraine, it will go down to the goal difference or to the head-to-head. So really, it's about that. And I think Italy already put themselves in a pickle with a draw against um, against North Macedonia away. So really suffering another defeat against England will probably be more of a blow for their morale. But in terms of the classification, unless as they win a Wembley, really, things will go decided in the last in, in the last game. Obviously, provided that uh, Ukraine beats Malta away, but I think they will do it. Whereas Italy next game is a home to North Macedonia, I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, well, what's the situation with Team News with Italy? Because I know that some big names going to be missing for one reason or another. Yes. Daniele. Well, obviously, there is the betting investigations, a scandal. I mean, all uh, all alleged, but Zaniolo and Tonali are not going to be there. Chiesa is not going to be there because he's injured. Zaccagni is not going to be there because he's injured. Immobile is not being called up for the same reason. So he's already a depleted squad. There's a squad that played against Malta uh, yesterday on Saturday, won for nil in Bari, featured a striker from Sassuolo, Domenico Berardi, who scored two, and two reserves. Raspadori doesn't start for Napoli. Moise Ken doesn't start for Juventus. So obviously they are a little bit depleted. I don't know whether uh, Spalletti was saving Scamacca for uh, the game against uh, against England, but that looks the best front three of Italy. And despite the 4-0 against one of the worst ranked team in the world, Malta, yes, there is a little bit of optimism that we could go to Wembley and have our own game, but really, really it looks like an uphill task for the Azzurri. Let's not get carried away. I think the realistic target is not to avoid getting defeat heavily because Italy's goal difference at the moment is plus five, if I'm not wrong. 
Ukraine goal difference at the moment is plus one. They play Malta away. A heavy defeat for Italy, paired with a good win for Ukraine, compromise the complexions and the calculation quite a lot. Come on then. Um, give us your selection here. Now, I know what the selection is. So I don't know if you've got family, family members close by. Uh, but they have to cut. They have to cover their ears, Danielle. Come on, what are you going for? Here? It's uh, it's well, the closest <laughs> family members I got there from England, so I think mean, they'll be. Aware of that. But my my selection is England Asian handicap minus zero seventy five, which is minus one oh eight. So England to win with one goal margin gives you half a stake. More than a goal margin, you get the full stake. So basically, I think England are gonna win. Now, Dan and. Uh, Steve, what were you doing the 21st of November 2007? Do you remember? Uh, not off the top of my Ooh, head, no. <laughs> great question. <laughs> well, you might have watched the last time England lost a home qualifiers. That was the, ah, the Steve night McLaren. The last... Yeah, Steve McLaren. The, the Croatian game. Yeah, the Croatian. Wally with the brolly. Wally with the brolly. You know, they got knocked out. Slavin Bilic celebrating. Well, that was the last time England lost a qualifiers Euro World Cup at home. I lost count of the games, but I know they are unbeaten currently in 19 games. Now, England have become since then qualifiers masters, and I think under Gareth Southgate, that position of strength has become even stronger. They finished top in the qualifiers of 2016, 2018, 2022. They're always going to finish top of the group. Now, when it comes to major tournament, is a different question, although England are much more competitive now than what they used to be. And I think they got now a, a tendency of going out, attack, scoring early, getting goals. Some people describe them as boring. I don't think they are boring. I think they are much more competitive. In the most recent World Cup qualifiers, they scored at least a goal in the first half in 8 out of 10 matches. Italy, on the other hand, only kept two clean sheets in the last seven games against Malta. So, really, the, the, the record of England speaks for itself. I think they got many more options than what Italy has pleasure at the front. You know, and Italy back line is going to be really, really tested. The most informed player at the moment for Italy is Giacomo Bonaventura. Scored against Malta, he's 34. Got a recall three years after the last recall. And I think that tells you how much Spalletti is struggling really to find the team. He will need time. I think he'll qualify us for the, for the Euros, no doubt about it. But this is really, really tough one. Yeah, I'm going to go for England to win. And if you think England are going to win, they don't really do one nils, England. Forget about the Australia game. That, 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 that was, you know, full of, of, of second strings players, which they did all right, some of them. England and Islandia, minus 0.75, minus 108 for me. Steve, how, how do you see it? I know you've not got an official pick in this, but we've had an Italian view. What about a, an English view here? I mean, as Daniele rightly says, you can't read anything into that Australia win. And the likes of Bellingham and Co. will start, will be back uh, for this particular fixture. Any, any sort of leans betting-wise, any sort of angles that you'll be looking at potentially for this one? Yeah, it's not often I get involved in, in these sort of big games between two huge nations in, in qualifiers. I much rather as I said before, go for mismatches where there's minnows involved. Um, I wait for the big tournaments to, you know, really think hard about these sort of fixtures. I'm just looking at the group table. One thing I don't like, England don't need to win. A draw is fine for England. And sometimes Gareth Southgate can be this negative manager, pragmatic. And um, But at the same time, I think Daniele is right. Italian national team is perhaps not in a great state right now. I... I 
the the bet that I would lean towards if if I was if you know I had a ten dollar free bet, it would probably be on both teams to score. Yes, just because of the price. Plus who's gonna score the goal for either? Plus one twenty. Well, that's what that's the problem. Who's gonna score? Yeah, that is the, that's the question a, I was we asking. We haven't got a striker. I mean, if he's for a yeah. set piece, maybe. But England are quite good at defending. It's just I think it's, it's more on fan, fan, fancying England to concede rather than Italy to score. Yeah, um, yeah. Scotland did score one price. against. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just yeah. on price. If I was to lean towards anything, but this is a match I personally wouldn't be getting involved in. It's difficult to argue against Danielli's points, really. England are the better nation right now. Um, and, you know, they played very well in the reverse game and, you know, win this and they're pretty much qualified. England are going to be qualified anyway, even if they lose this game. I've looked at the fi- yeah. remaining fixtures. They're fine, really. So there's no pressure on them. Uh, the pressure's more on Italy. But as, as Danielli says, whatever happens, it's probably going to go down to that last game against the Ukraine. We're all, all roads lead towards there. I, I think England uh, will probably win this something like 3-1. The only real danger score could be perhaps one all, or I suppose nil nil if it really did get boring. But um, yeah, I mean, England are the better side. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I can see both points of view here. I think it'll be a good game. I think I think we do a uh, a good game and a good England win. I think, but uh, we'll see what happens on, on Tuesday night with that one. Also, Tuesday two forty five Eastern is Northern Ireland versus Slovenia. Slovenia plus one thirty five here. Um, Northern Ireland plus two twenty. Uh, they are the host. The draw plus two ten. Northern Ireland can still make the playoffs via the Nations League position. I had a look into this. I'm still not quite sure how they can, but apparently they can. But Steve, the focus is on Slovenia, and we focused on them before to our profit this season. They've been a, a good watch and a good team, and I think crucially, sometimes you know little results and little uh, you know nations who don't necessarily always qualify for for European Championships or World Cup qualifiers, they can pique our interest off the back of one result or two results. But their form is holding up pretty well, isn't it, Slovenia? And you, and you like yeah. them with this game. I was actually kicking myself yesterday. Um, I didn't take them against Finland. I, I knew I should have done. They won easily. And that's quite a good win. Finland are, no, are not a terrible team these days, quite hard to break down. The bet I like is definitely Slovenia on a minus 0.25 Asian handicap. So there's a bit of draw cover. You always want that nil-nil on your side in a Northern Ireland game because they are... Terribly dour, um, but fundamentally, they're an awful team right now, Northern Ireland. They've lost five out of seven qualifying games. They've only had two wins, both against San Marino. Both occasions, they failed to cover their Asian handicap, even against San Marino. They've lost twice against Kazakhstan. Now, any team that loses twice against Kazakhstan, I think you've got massive problems. No disrespect to Kazakhstan. But that's just not good enough, Dan. They couldn't even score against Kazakhstan. I mean, Slovenia are in a nice position here in the group. They're four points clear of Finland. A draw is not terrible for them. But if they win this, they're pretty much in the hat for the Euros. And I think they can get the job done. Northern Ireland, really, you're right. They're thinking more about the, the, the qualifying playoff system. It's really complicated, but they still have a chance in that route, I think. Um, I don't know. But um, they're done in this group. I mean, they're not good enough. You, you need to understand that qualifying, you need three degrees. I'm looking at it now. You need to be Oppenheimer almost to, to understand. It's ridiculous, it's just, isn't it, Daniel? It's very difficult. But so far, they are the 44th ranked nation in the massive things with the Nations League. It's very, very difficult. It is. And, uh, but, yeah, so Slovenia should have enough. They've, they've got the extra quality. 
They've got a fantastic world-class goalkeeper in O'Black. And Benjamin Sesko is a real hot talent for them in attack. So if they do need that extra bit of quality and moment, he could perhaps provide it. This could be a 1-0, 2-0. I think there's a good chance they win to nil. And really, I should probably have the ball to take them just straight on the money line, really. Well, that's that's price. the second question. Do we not just back mm. them at plus 135 here yeah. or thereabouts? I, I think a lot will. And I, I, I think really I should have the balls. It's just my na- my natural instinct as my cat nearly attacks me um, to have a bit more security when possible when the odds are good. So take that minus 0.25 Asian handicap. It's close to even money. I think it's a really big price. Northern Ireland are not a good nation, Dan. They're terrible at football right now. Uh, we move from Northern Ireland to uh, Serbia and Montenegro for our next election. Again, Tuesday, 2.45. Again, it's a Euro 2024 qualifier. Um, Serbia minus 250, Montenegro plus 800. The draw plus 330 uh, here. Um, uh, Serbia um, have got a playoff spot due to their Nations League yep. um, successes, if you like. They're second to Hungary at the moment in their group. Uh, Montenegro do have a game in hand. I mean, I mean, Daniele, you've got to pick in this, but I mean, Serbia are making sort of hard work of this at the moment, aren't they? They are, because they were, I think, by far the better team in the group, an easy group, really. But those two defeats against Hungary, where they failed to score many simple chances, I would say, and they almost shot themselves in the foot. Only two clean sheets in the last 11 games for Serbia. By the way, they do have some problems on the back, and I think they have problems managing games, managing the emotion through the games. Against Hungary, a couple of days ago, they scored and they conceded after a minute, and that reminds me a lot when in the World Cup they were 3-1 up against Cameroon, and they went on to attack, they wanted to score 10, and they managed to draw 3-3. So there's still something going on, but nonetheless, I mean, they're entertaining. I think they're an attacking side under Stojkovic. They have developed, but I'm not sure they still got that uh, mentality, the ruthless mentality. Anyway, um, no Vlaovic this time. Um, they're obviously going to rely on Mitrovic and Milinkovic-Savic, both playing in the Saudi League. They hit the post twice against Hungary, so they also risk the fair goal. So normally, Serbia's games are quite high scoring, I would say. Okay, so we're siding with Serbia, but we've got to try and squeeze some value out of this, Daniele. At minus 250, we're not going to back them just to win. What's the play? Where do we get a good bet out of this? Half-time, full-time Serbia. So Serbia to win after 45 minutes, after 90 minutes, that's plus 107. Perhaps the book is think that considering recently Serbia have not been great and also they got a history of a couple of defeats at home recently to Norway as well, apart from Hungary, there is maybe a little bit of concern and they'll be able to do the job. By the way, if Montenegro wins, they leapfrog them and that puts Serbia at danger of going through the playoff. Montenegro, on the other hand, only lost one of the last four games, drew 2-2 with Lithuania, who doesn't really bode very well for them, but they are unbeaten away from home in these qualifiers. Score five, concede five, so definitely masters of the tight margins, but they got one of Serie A's biggest sensations, Krstovic, already four goals for Lecce, who knows, you know, no one knew them before, beforehand, and he's doing really, really well, they finished third in the Nations League group, Montenegro, by the way, but one one nil away against Romania, so that's why perhaps you can understand why the, the odds are so, are, so, are, so fa- are not so favourable for Serbia, if you like, half-time, full-time, the home side for me, plus 107. 
plus 107. It's just a quirk, isn't it? Serbia never qualified for the European Championships as Serbia, only once since the breakup of the yes. former Yugoslavia. But they, they qualify for World Cups like nearly every single They like when it's harder. They like it on the global stage, don't they? It's just a really sort of quirky thing. I mean, I don't know why it happens. It just I happens. remember Steve tipped them to win the World Cup when we did the World Cup show. Yeah, I backed them. That, that was I the, backed you, them. Did, you did. I, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, it was one of those ones where you think you could back them for a bit of a trade. I backed them on the spreads yeah. as well, and you thought you could get in and get out. You could make a little bit of a profit on, on an index. And 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 you just reminded me, Daniele, of that Cameroon game. I mean, that was just, you know, that was like, oh god, yeah, I'm not going to get anything out of this bet. This is just crazy. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll see Serbia uh, lead at halftime and at full time to pick up the the. The bet there at plus 107. I don't think it's the worst bet at all, really. I think they will win. And I, I think one of the things that you point out, I mean, they need to win this. If they slip up against Montenegro, they could fall behind them. I mean, a draw uh, could do. A draw could do because the, the, the group is not very competitive. But at home, you, you will feel, you will feel yeah. two nations that, by the way, once used to be the same nation, Serbia and... Can I just say, in that in this group, um, the, Hungary are quite a good side. So I'm not. I wouldn't hold it against Serbia for losing that most recent game. So um, I, I totally agree with this pick. I think that they've got, they've got the extra quality. Montenegro are just well, below average, aren't they? In terms of quality themselves, this should be a good pick. Serbia, look, it's easier to, it's easier to qualify for Euros than World Cups. They really need to get there to this tournament. I think it's an interesting one. I mean, if you were to price up, you know, a, a two-legged semi-final playoff between Serbia and Hungary, I think I'd have Serbia as favourite. Would you not have Serbia as favourite? I'd have a pick them. Yeah. You, you pick know. them for me. I, would, but... I, I think I might make Serbia favourites on that. It's, it's an interesting You're right. Hungary have done well. There's a lot of money being ploughed into Hungarian football mm. at, um, uh, through various sort of government schemes. And stuff. Anyway, we digress a little. Uh, let's get some World Cup qualifying picks here because Steve's got a couple for us. We're going to uh, talk games um, in South America. Uruguay, Brazil, first of all. 8pm uh, kickoff Eastern on Tuesday. Uh, so good time for the American market, this one. Uruguay plus 325, Brazil minus 108. Uh, Steve, Brazil held uh, by Venezuela last time out. They had won, was it 15 games on the spinning World Cup qualifiers at home, but not against the mighty Venezuela. Uh, Uruguay with that late Nunez penalty to draw with Colombia. We were on the overs then. Uh, talk us through your play here for Uruguay-Brazil. Uh, yeah, this will not come as a surprise to you, Dan. Or any of the viewers and listeners, over 2.25 goals is the play. At the time of recording, minus 122. It's interesting you mentioned Venezuela. They are an improving nation. I nearly had them as a pick on this show. I quite like them. Draw no better against Chile. Um, but they are improving. They had a really good tactical performance against Brazil. Brazil were very frustrated in that game. They conceded a late goal. Their fans weren't happy. Uh, they were throwing popcorn at Neymar. I think everyone saw it. Are you salty or sweet, Dan? What would you go for popcorn? Mi- I always go mixed. I mixed. go mixed at the cinema. Half and half. Daniel, you go yeah. half and half? Yeah, I, was... oh, I prefer salt. I, I, go, salt. I go, you go salty. I go half and half. Salt is classic. Well, Italian. What do you go for, fan. I think I'd be salt as well. More salt than sweet. Half and half is the way forward. Look, you've never had it. Bad call. It's not a bad call. I half think, and um, half some... is the way forward. Their fans were certainly salty, right? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that at Neymar. But... Um, Brazil, right? This look, rinse and repeat what I've said the last two international shows about Uruguay. They're managed by Marcelo Bielsa. He plays one way of football. It's gung ho. It's wild. Colombia against Uruguay was one of the best matches I've seen this season. 
the stats don't do that match justice. It, it could have ended 5-4 to someone. The, the woodwork was hit four or five times. Big chances missed. It ended in a two-all draw. And he will not change his approach against Brazil. Now, who? how many teams against Brazil will actually go after them, attack them, and you know, leave themselves wide open. Not many would in world football in any competition. So this is a rare instance where Brazil actually might enjoy themselves. Their attackers could get plenty of space and time, and yeah, you know, it could be a big problem for Uruguay. They've not beaten Brazil since 2002 in in any uh, competition. They, they've got probably got more of a chance here. Bielsa might think he can beat them in a shootout. I have no idea how plus money. Um, is uh, over 2.5 goals is plus money, which is ridiculous. Uh, we'll take this 2.25 goal line again for security. The value is there on over two and a half, over three and a half. I think this could go into something crazy. I'd expect Brazil's extra quality to show because Uruguay were very naive at times against Colombia. They were lucky to get a draw in the end. Something like a 1-3 away win or 2-3, but the goal should flow. I would recommend anyone to watch this game if they can. This is going to be a fantastic game of football between two attack-minded nations. Get on the goals. What's going to happen, Steve, for you to not back Uruguay overs over the course of the World Cup qualification? It, what, what price is it going to get? <laughs> we think that I'm not doing it anymore. What's the line got to be here for your favourite over 2.2? I mean, if it goes to minus 200, you think, well, that's it for me now. <laughs> And, and, is think... gonna, and is it going to get that far? Because when, when you posted the tips, which was late last night, it was minus 110. Now you're saying it's minus 122. I mean, at some stage, it's going to go ridiculously short and you're not going to do it. I, I would have took the next line up then. I would have took over three goal line here. No doubt about it. Um, so I can get three lines below, which is, is crazy. In terms of other fixtures, there will be what will eventually happen is teams will just park the bus against Uruguay and that's when it could be a problem. Talking your likes of your Venezuelas, your Perus of this world, your Paraguays of this world. So that's when I've got to make decisions with overs. But this just looks like a natural matchup where there's a lot of attack-minded players on show. On the other hand, Brazil in the last qualifiers only conceded five goals in the entire South American qualifiers, but Bielsa wasn't there. So obviously there is the factor. They'll get a goal. Someone will score for Uruguay in this game. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. Yeah, it's a strange one. If you look, I mean, people, uh, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people follow uh, Brazilian Serie A, and um, unders is always the play. You know, it's always the favourite because there's not that many goals um, in in Brazilian top flight. I don't know if that influences national team play. Probably doesn't. But as Daniele points out, sometimes Brazil don't concede that much. Sometimes they're not great to watch. But you'd like to think this one will be. Uh, Peru Argentina hopefully will be a good watch as well. Hopefully it will be on the right side. The result uh, Peru plus eight hundred Argentina. I thought that were going to be the, the shortest price on the South American World Cup qualifying slate at minus two sixty five, but they're not because it's Paraguay plays someone and they're a shortest they're a shorter price. I can't remember who they play. Uh, this is Tuesday, 10 p.m. Uh, Argentina, obviously, Steve, with a 100% winning record so far. What's the play against Peru here? I'm going with, and this is my most dangerous play of the show, no doubt about it. Argentina minus 1.25 on the Asian handicap. Uh, so I think it was minus 110. There is a danger of a one-goal win for Argentina here. No doubt about it. They do like to win games exactly 1-0. I nearly went to for win to nil because Peru offensively are terrible. In their three qualifying games so far, they've had one shot on target, which is, that's a disgrace. Um, they've had a combined XG of 0.72 in three matches. I mean, Argentina are actually very good defensively. They've got players in form at the back as well. 
I, I really am struggling to see how on earth Peru hit the back of the net in this game. Like, watch now. There'd be some Galazzo, won't they? But, um, I mean, they've got Paolo Guerrero up front. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. older than you, Dan. <laughs> I'm 54. What do you mean? He's getting on a bit. He's, he's, he must be in his 40s, seriously. Um, but they are terrible. Peru are not a good side. I watched them against Chile. They got comfortably beaten. They're not going to qualify for this World Cup, in my opinion. Their only chance is defence. They'll play for the nil-nil. But Argentina, I think, in the second game of the week can use their extra squad depth and quality to, to get at least a one-goal margin of victory. And if they just put the the, the, the pedal to the metal, then um, it might be you know two or three. So I'm willing to take this handicap. There's probably more of a chance of a half-loss than I would like. But, um, you know, it's one of those plays where I'll, I'll take the chance because I think there's such a massive opportunity for them to keep a clean sheet because Peru are just so toothless. Um, there's certainly no Megalodon, Dan. Um, they uh, do not have much bite to them, Peru. So Argentina, uh, come to win to nil. I'm going to say 2 nil win for Argentina. Okay. I saw, I saw the Meg 2 the other day. It's not worth watching. Um, Paolo Guerrero is, is a plus plus 1,100 first goal scorer play and plus 460 to score at any time. And because Steve's dissed him, you know that's going to happen. It's just absolutely, <laughs> as I know, it won't do. Um, fair Italian contingent for Argentina. I mean, Daniel, just on an Argentina front, obviously they're, they're World Cup uh, champions, World Cup winners. Um, and I think a lot of us put them up on, on the World Cup show we did about a year ago now or just under a year ago. I mean, I mean, should we be looking long term? Is this a I know you know Messi's getting on and he's and he's still you know the the talisman and the spotlight, but is this a group of players that you know long term could could win the copper again and could win the World Cup again, do you think? I've got some reservations on the defense. I think they're getting on a little bit. I'm not sure Otamendi could last until the next World Cup, but yeah, they've got more talents coming up. And I think yeah, the, the the midfield and strikers with Alvarez and Martinez, of course, they look they look really good. I mean the the numbers are in favor of Argentina unbeaten in 13 games conceded eight in the last qualifiers so far trickling sheet haven't conceded yeah I think they should be they should be right but yeah I would probably go here for a win to nil rather than um, a minus 125 Peru very very experienced there are four players with 100 caps or more in the squad Galeza Rivincula Yotun and of course Paulo Guerrero all in their midfielders in the mid 30s they can't score they only scored one in the last seven and by the way Reina who scored that goal is not in the squad uh, one, a uh, couple of final things uh, to finish off with. Uh, we've got a lean from Danielle and then we'll get some best bets. Um, your lean, and you sort of referenced it earlier on, uh, Danielle, this is, is back in England and Italy's uh, group. This is multi-Ukraine. What's what's your lean here? One that didn't quite make the cup. For me, it's an over 2.5 goals, minus 114, because I think Ukraine are going to rack up the goals against a very, very poor Malta side. We're not going to hold it against them, but they were poor against Italy, even trying to play in from the back, and they put themselves into troubles. I think it's because it's going to be down to the goal difference. If Italy loses against England, as I expect, the goal difference might become three or two. So Ukraine, with a couple of goals, they will be leveling the goal difference. And then, yes, it will go down to the last game. Obviously, is the head-to-head first. Italy has beaten Ukraine 2-1. So with a similar result, is the head-to-head. But then 
it's the, it's the goal difference. So they do need to score as many as possible. Malta, on the other hand, they got some key absentees because they got good players. Teuma, who plays for Reims, is not available. Uh, Jody Jones, who plays for No Counts, is not available. The captain, Borg, returns, wasn't playing for uh, against Italy. Only one goal scored in the qualifiers for Malta. They lost the last 15 Euro qualifiers, failing to score in four of the last five games. You can't expect, really, a ball to score here. But I think Ukraine will be really motivated to try and score a couple, yeah. or more than a couple, of course. Yeah, could could cover the handicap on their own, the handicap the the overs on their own. That's something you've got to look at when you play these markets. That's Malta versus Ukraine. Just a bit of a lean if you're looking for an interest in that game. Over two and a half at minus one one four. Um, we've highlighted a number of selections over the course of the last half an hour. Let's get some best bets, Steve. Uh, free ten dollars. What's what's your best play over the course of the Tuesday games that uh, you've put up? Has to be that over in Uruguay. Uruguay against Brazil, over 2.25 goals. I don't know why that goal line is so low down. Daniele, what's your best play? I must go with England again. England is an ending up minus 0.75, minus 1.08. I just, I just think you're going to get beaten. When are you going, when more... are you going to sit, when are you going to Sicily next? When are you going home next? Oh, uh, in December. Because I'll tell you what, I'd just be, I'd be worried if I. <laughs> no, but I think we have to be realistic. Look, I think we're going to get beaten with the most English and classic of results to nil. We shall see. We'll hope that happens for uh, our watchers and uh, listeners. Uh, that wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time International Edition. Plenty to go out globally. Of course, we focused on the Tuesday games there for you. There's lots in play as well, of course, on the Bet Rivers website. Many thanks to Steve and Danielli from myself, Dan Robert. It is goodbye. We'll see you next time.